On this episode of The Playbook, I have an extraordinary entrepreneur, Craig Culver, co-founder of Culver's Fast Food. And we're going to talk about the weighted life balance and how important happiness is to the mission of success. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. I have another great entrepreneur from the Midwest, Craig Culver, co-founder of the incredible Culver's Fast Food. We are just so excited to have you here, Craig. Welcome to The Playbook. Hey, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Well, thank so you. To, thank you for being. You know, it's so funny. One of my favorite movies uh, is about Ray Kroc um, mm-hmm. and the history of McDonald's because I think it exemplifies the difference between innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, and I believe there's two different skill sets and mindsets that are uh, involved in being an innovator. And very rarely do you find someone that's, you know, an innovator and an entrepreneur. Uh, Ray Kroc, obviously an entrepreneur, the McDonald brothers, great innovators, uh, changed, I think, the entire world with their innovation. Ray Kroc with his entrepreneurship and, and building out and understanding how real estate's relative to the sort of speedy system that they created. Um, your background is interesting because you also uh, studied the innovations of McDonald's early on in your career, uh, your family being in the business. What type of influence did your time spent in the industry outside of your family business? How influential and important was that experience of working through what you learned at McDonald's? Working with McDonald's, by the way, just a. Uh, uh... Uh, my thoughts on that movie. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought they mistreated Ray Kroc in uh, <laughs> in a negative way. I I, I, I wasn't <laughs> happy with that, but it was a good movie, and it was just a movie, by the way. But uh, McDonald's, uh, uh, I learned a lot from the McDonald's people. You know, I worked for my family with my family uh, for a number of years in the restaurant industry. Uh, before I ever went to work with McDonald's. As a matter of fact, uh, when I when I graduated from college, I didn't know where the heck I was going. I didn't I didn't think the restaurant industry was going to be my path, my vocational path. Uh, and uh, we happened to be we owned a resort at that time, and my dad was having health issues. And he didn't think he could go on. He sat me down after I graduated and came home, sat me down, and he recognized something in me, well, a passion for the business, which I didn't recognize in myself. And he sat me down and he said, son, would you take over and be the general manager of our resort? It's called the Farm Kitchen Resort, a wonderful place. And I told my dad, I just told my dad no. And... Uh, I, I said, Dad, I don't want to be you and Mom. I don't. I don't want to work seven days a week, early in the morning, late at night, and that's what we did. And uh, and uh, so uh, he didn't get mad at me when I told him no, which was unusual. Uh, he, but uh, he said, "Okay, son, I'm going to sell the place." And I said, "Fine, you go do what you got to do." Well, he sold it. I was without a job. I was sending resumes out everywhere. And 
uh, went to visit my sister one day living in Madison, Wisconsin. And she knew I needed a job as Georgia, her name suggested I, I go next door and visit with Tom Showers, who happened to be an area supervisor for McDonald's. And I told my sister, Georgia, I don't want to be in the restaurant industry and I sure don't want to work for McDonald's. Well, I went to visit with Tom and uh, it took me uh, three or four interviews before they finally said, Culver, you're hired. But I went to work for them as a trainee, much like many of our young people do here with Culver's. And, uh, and I became a general manager with them within a year. I learned a lot from the McDonald's people. You see, working with your family anyway, my family in the in the restaurant industry, I didn't. I knew very little about the financial end of the business. I didn't know what an income statement was. I didn't know what uh, about inventory controls, waste controls, labor controls, all those important numbers you must know to operate any business. Well, the McDonald's people taught me all those things. I had to learn those things if I was gonna be a general manager of a McDonald's. And I spent uh, almost four years with them and uh, something started to happen to me. Uh, I became, was starting to become more like my father. Uh, the entrepreneurism in me started to grow and I wanted my own business. And I would have loved a McDonald's franchise at that point in my life. I would have loved that. But that wasn't in the cards. There was no way I was going to get a franchise from them. And, uh, but I had an idea, another idea of what I could do. And that was, and this is part of our history of a Culver family. We had an A&W drive-in at one time and we had, uh, we had sold it. And uh, uh, I knew I could operate that place as an owner. However, I didn't have any money. So I went to visit with my father. I said, dad, help me out here. And my dad, uh, being the entrepreneur that he was, when I asked the question, he said, let's do it. And so my parents uh, were my partner in my first ownership uh, uh, opportunity back in uh, 1976. That's uh, a long time ago, but that was my first, uh, again, opportunity as an owner. And then Culver's came along a little bit later. And, you know, that journey of perspective, you know, we give meaning to everything that you see. Your idea of an entrepreneur changed, and I'd love for you to share what it means to be an entrepreneur to you today. Yeah, an entrepreneur, uh, well, uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. I mean, he was. He Someone that uh, in, in uh, 1961, he bought that little A&W for the first time. You see, we've owned that property three different times. <laughs> but he was working in the, in the dairy industry, and he saw this opportunity actually to move back to the community that we grew up in. And it was a little A&W drive-in, gravel parking lot, uh, you know, car hop service only, uh, a little plywood shack is what it was. And my dad took the chance. He, he put all his marbles on the table to buy that little place. And, uh, you know, along with my mom's support, uh, 
I don't know if he could have done it without my mom's support and actually the children because we went to work as well. But an entrepreneur is somebody that believes so strongly in something that they're willing to take the risk, the chance. And that certainly was my dad. And I've got a lot of that in me as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also always a little fearful as I age that I'm be, I'm becoming less of an entrepreneur, less of a risk take, but it, it's still in me. Uh, but it, like I said, it's somebody that believes so strongly in what they want to accomplish. And if they get knocked down, they'll get back up and they'll go at it again and again and again. Uh, that's what I believe an entrepreneur is. Somebody that, again, has a, has a, a notion that, uh, um, something they believe so strongly in. Yeah. It reminds me of another of my favorite movies, the greatest showman that, uh, you know, Hackman, it was, uh, just for me, that line where he says, you know, but PT, you could lose everything. And he just looks yeah. at him. He goes, that's, that's how we got here. It's not a problem. You know, I'm all, I'm all in uh, a desire that I must be what I can be. Another thing that's interesting is you went to an extraordinary college. Uh, University of Wisconsin has, some of the most loyal, successful alumni. I always say it's the Harvard of emotional intelligence. The people, entrepreneurs that I meet from University of Wisconsin, you know, the wheels up guys who are close friends. Yeah, he's a, you're, you're right. Dicker, he's a, you, I'm Kenny a wheels Dicker. up member as a matter me of Me too, fact. me too. And yet, you know, there is a great emotional intelligence, but I do think that schools need to rethink what they teach because like you said, you graduate and, you know nothing about two things that are so important, employees and overhead. You know, I, I, if I was going to do an entrepreneur school, I'd have an employee and overhead class. Uh, I also know that's a great way, if you don't like someone, uh, to curse them as they think you're complimenting them. So if I didn't like you, uh, I would say, hey, I hope you have thousands of stores, you know, thousands of employees, the best success to you. And meanwhile, I'd walk away chuckling going, I just cursed him with employees and overhead. Yeah. <laughs> but you're also thinking he'll never do it. Right. <laughs> he'll never do. And that's typical of entrepreneurs. They may say, I wish you the greatest success in the world, but they never mean it. They never mean. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You're so true. Um, one of the other things is there's, there's obviously daily struggles, challenges, mistakes, failures, and setbacks that occur when we're entrepreneurs. But there's also a lot of favorite parts of what we get to do. You know, I've sat, I went to law school. I, I know what it's like to have a, a real job, as I call it. And as much as I uh, face struggle, struggles, challenges, setbacks, mistakes, I would not trade it to sit in some office all day from nine to five. What's your favorite part or favorite parts of being an entrepreneur of your job? You know, this is going to sound silly, uh, but it's it it was going through the really hard times. Um, you learn something in hard times. You learn a lot about yourself. Uh, you learn a lot about the people around you. Our very first year of Culver's, 1984, when we opened the first restaurant, we were so close to failure. I mean, we were, we, we were dollars away from failing. And I was so fortunate to have my family around me saying, Craig, somehow or another, we're going to make it. We're going to do whatever it takes. And that's an entrepreneur as well. They're going to do whatever it takes. 
And uh, with the help of a banker during that first year that believed in us, he believed in the family. He didn't necessarily believe in the concept of Culver's. He could have cared less. He just knew our family because we had worked with him in prior businesses. Uh, he knew how much we cared and how much, how hard we worked. And uh, somehow or another, we got through that first year. We did not throw the towel in. We did not. And, you know, some people, like I said, uh, a true entrepreneur doesn't throw the towel in. Uh, he or she keeps going at it. And uh, we kept going at it. But without the help and support of my family around me, I would have hoped I would have got through it. But I am I'm not so sure. I am not so sure. Uh, but we lost lots of money during that first year. And the second year, we broke even. The third year is when we finally started to make uh, some money at the business. So it's one of the stories I tell all of our operators. Just because you put that blue oval sign out there on the roadside doesn't guarantee you success. You've got to drive the business. You've got to be the leader. You've got to make sure you're truly engaged in the business. You're taking care of your team members and you're taking care of your guests. And uh, if you can do that uh, um, with that mindset, um, I'll almost guarantee you success. And heart set, exactly. That mindset and the heart set. And I find- but yeah, the, 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 uh, I talk about the challenges more than I talk about the successes. So, um, <laughs> and we just opened a restaurant number 809, as a matter of fact. And in your great state of Ohio. So, yeah. yeah. That is great. And, you know, I joke around with people. I said, man, as an entrepreneur, if I if I had all the money I lost, I'd be a rich man. <laughs> but even more, you know, another issue that I love to ask seasoned entrepreneurs, you know, your business has almost been 40, 40 years old. You've been an entrepreneur for over 40 years. Um, life balance is such a big issue because you'll do anything to make it successful, because you put that business so far in front of other values, how important should you know that life balance be, or where should you put that life balance? How do you look at that, and how have you been able to achieve such great family values and such a successful business? Well, that's that's a great question, and one that uh, honestly I wasn't very good at. Uh, I, it was Culver's, 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 Culver's. And I have three wonderful uh, uh, children. Uh, and it probably cost me a marriage, as a matter of fact. Um, but uh, fortunately for Lee, my ex-wife, uh, um, I do have three wonderful girls that are just wonderful. But uh, it's one of the things I do talk about with all of our operators as well and managers is balance of life is so important. Uh, do as I say, not as I did. Uh, but, you know, you've got to you've got to uh, you get to share time for you know for yourself, you know, for your family. Um, I'm not saying don't work hard. I'm saying you know, yeah, work hard. Put the hours in, but you can't forget about the rest of your life. You just can't. And, and, and also, you have to balance your life with your spiritual side as well. Um, you know, family, um, your work life, your spiritual life, they are all so important. And when you can find 
um, more balance in your life. And I'm certainly far better today than I was back when. But I think I th really believe you'll be better at all parts of your life. You'll be a better father. You'll be a better husband. You'll be a better manager or leader of your business. You'll be better to your God as well. So um, that's how I feel about it. But boy, I'll, 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 I was guilty. I was absolutely guilty of uh, not being balanced at all. Yeah, no, I'm blessed to still have my wife after 23 years. I remember the day she was at the dinner table and she said, why is it you treat people you don't know that you barely know better than the most important people in your life? Mm. And it just, man, changed my entire perspective of, of balancing, at least have a weighted balance of sort. Um, and I appreciate your uh, vulnerability and honesty about how important that balance is, which also I think being better is part of your Culver's mission. And I'd like to finish up uh, in allowing you to kind of share the mission and the mindset behind Culver's mission uh, as we finish up the interview. Well, uh, <laughs> our mission statement of old was one of these typical mission statements that was about a hundred words long, you know, and I couldn't even remember the damn mission statement. I could live it, but I couldn't remember it. So I, I can't, I came back. This is, I don't know, 25 years ago or so. I came back after traveling to the restaurants, came back and into our support center and sat down with our team. I said, listen, we got to change our mission statement. One, one that at least I can remember. And, uh, and we came up with, uh, well, we came up with every guest who chooses Culver's leaves happy. And that's, you know, and still today, we've added a couple words here or there, but that is our mission statement. And, and we, we feel the same way about our franchisees and the same way about our team members as well. Every team member, you know, we want them to be happy. Every franchisee, we want them to be happy as well. So it's a team game. It's always a team game. It's not an I game. It's a we game. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, sometimes I'll find myself using the word I way too much. It truly is a we game. It's an us game. It's a, a collaboration of everybody on the team working, to, working towards common goals. So that's a, that's a short little mission statement. It's beautiful. That's it. It well, aligns completely with my mission in life, which is to empower over a billion people to be happy. And I had a very similar conversation with Warren Moon, uh, who's my business partner, the Hall of Fame quarterback. I had a hundred word or so mission statement. And he said, can you please create a mission statement? I understand. Yeah. And he would read, uh, read a portion of it. He said, what does that mean? I said, that we want to make a lot of money. He said, okay. He said, what does the next paragraph mean? I said, we want to help a lot of people. He said, okay. He said, what about the last paragraph? He said, I said, we want to have fun. We want to make people happy. He said, okay, there's our mission statement. Make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. And uh, for 12 years, that's been our mission statement with the very same conversation. I guess you and War Warren uh, are deemed uh, much more, uh, I think, uh, enlightened. I call him QB1 Kenobi uh, because he has the simple truths from the experience that he's had as a consistent, persistent 
person in his life pursuing potential with all kinds of challenges, just like you, the Culver family and the Culver franchise. Craig, I really appreciate you sharing so many insights, such experience and such success, along with the failures, setbacks and mistakes that we all make, uh, making for a great playbook for everyone. Craig Culver, co-founder of Culver's Fast Food, my favorite, the Butterburgers, but uh, just had to throw that in there. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.